Calderón. Hello everyone, this is Kevin from We Seen and the song that you're listening to is Bandoleros by Don Omar uh, featuring Tego Calderon. This song was featured in the film Tokyo Drift, Fast and Furious. This is a tribute to our friend Raf and to that director, whatever his name is. Oh yeah, I think it's called, uh, I think his name is Justin Lin? Just- Jason. J- Jason. Jason Bourne, yeah, Jason. Uh, J- Jason James Wan, um, <laughs> and uh, on tonight's episode we get very political. This episode focuses on our review on the movie Snowden, and then we go over our top government control um, slash conspiracy theory films. Um, we hope you enjoy. We would love to hear your opinions. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. Tell us what you think about the episode. Let us know about your political beliefs. And Just look uh, for We Seen It on all social platforms. <laughs> and uh, hope you enjoy. Stay tuned. <laughs> And hello, everybody. Everybody, hello. And welcome to We Synced It. I Synced It. Yes, it is a weekly podcast that focuses in on movies, television, and all entertainment in between. I am one of your hosts, Pat. And this is Kev. And we have some special guests here tonight. Uh, To my left, we got... Anthony. We also have... Raphael. Representing TriStar Productions. And calling in from all the way from over on the west side of the country, we got... Filmmaker, producer, editor, director, Mike Glear. Mike, say something. How's it going? How's it going? There we go. <laughs> <laughs> I keep, I, we, we, we keep getting nervous because we don't know if he's going to cut off yeah. or not. <laughs> yeah. How's everybody doing, yo? Mike, are you still there? <laughs> Mike, how is everything over in uh, How's everything over in California? Uh, great. Um. Weather's good, job's good, um, football season just started up, so best time of the year. All right. That's what's up. How about you, Ralph, man? How's, uh, how's everything in TriStar, dude? Good, 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 man. A lot of fun projects, having a good time, doing what we love to do. That's what's up, man. That's the only thing that matters. Get paid to do what you love, man. That's it. That's what's up. <clears throat> um, All right, so um, recently... The talk of the town, as far as movies go, um, has been this film called Snowden, directed by uh, Oliver Stone. And it's about, obviously, Edward Snowden, Mr. Whistleblower, a.k.a. Traitor, a.k.a. Hero, a.k.a. whatever you want to call it. Uh, Pat and I, fortunately, were able to get advanced screening tickets, so we were able to see the movie recently. Um, The movie actually... We're recording this on Friday. You guys are going to be hearing this the following Thursday, but the movie officially comes out today. Mike, you were able to see it as well, right? Yeah, I, uh, I got to see a screening, and then afterwards they did a, a live stream of uh, um, a Q&A with uh, Oliver Stone, uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, um, the actress who played, and I can't think of her name, um, but she was there too. And... Uh, they actually had uh, Edward Snowden from Moscow, who uh, 
was uh, ain't back that, then. Um, ain't that about a bitch? Because <laughs> um, here's the thing. Um, we actually had a chance to go to that screening, but it was in IPIC. And uh, that screening was, uh, you had to pay for it. That one, I think it was like 20 bucks to go to that screening. And... Um, we were, oh really? Yeah, we yeah. just we just we just was, went it, to the free one. Yeah, it was either that or just go to the free one. Which of course we chose the free one. But what was cool about the free one, what was interesting about it was the fact that we got to the theater and you know whenever there's an advanced screening they always give out like free swag to everyone like free stuff. They gave out uh, free copies right. of uh, the Constitution, like a pocket version of it. And they gave out like really? pamphlets. Yeah. They gave out pamphlets on what you should do if you get pulled over by a cop. What you should do and what you should uh, yeah. what you shouldn't do. Within um, the law and stuff. What are the legal? What are your legal limits if you're <laughs> being interrogated by the FBI or yeah. by immigration? My sister is dating a cop, and he gave me an hour spiel how to pull over for a cop. Really? The whole finger in the back trunk, so they know if you kill a cop that his finger is still in the back. What the fuck? Yeah, dude. (laughs) This this pamphlet pamphlet wasn't about uh, if you killed someone or not. It was just like if they start asking you questions. Like like routine stops. Like routine stops. I've been like... Oh man, I'm planning on no, killing but supposedly, like, no, I just want to get Listen away. to this. Sorry to get off the subject, but supposedly, <laughs> when a cop pulls you over, uh-huh. you see that they go and they get close to your trunk. Yeah. What they do is they put their thumb in the back of the of the trunk. Yeah. Just in case they get shot. So if you run away with the car, their thumbprint, their thumbprint is in the back of the car. So they know to. So, so they, cops always know to check the the trunk the, if there's a thumbprint. No yeah. fucking way. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. The more you know, man. The more you know. All right. Well, let's uh, (laughs) let's let's get into this review. Um, (laughs) I definitely want to get um, I definitely want to get Mike's opinion because I know Mike gave a little brief description of what he thought on Facebook, and I thought it was uh, pretty strong. So, Mike, I didn't finish without (laughs) (laughs) without spoiling um, the movie for any of our listeners and for our guests tonight. Um, what did you think about Isn't Snowden? Isn't it a spoil, though? Because it's basically documented history. This didn't happen that long ago. I mean, ago. I don't know. Just talk about it. All right. <laughs> okay. This is like three, four so, years ago. So, all right. So our guests don't care. <laughs> I, got, I got questions. But, but for our listeners, I am going to say spoiler alert. All right. So if you don't want to be spoiled, your, just skip three, this part. Three, four years ago. I think spoiler alert should only go for like stuff that is like um, new like fictional, like new, new concepts. Yeah, yeah, new but concepts. Like, I remember the last time somebody got upset about a spoiler, and I was like, "Yeah, I find that stupid." Is when The Great Gatsby came out. Okay, no, I never watched the movie, but people got upset that uh, that I, I basically said like, "Oh yeah, you know, he's gonna die because drowns or some shit like that." They got they got mad at me because I said that I'm like yo because they didn't pay attention in high school when the book was given up for everyone been around to read. for like a hundred years. <laughs> it happens never... to me with J- JFK. Like oh, you, see? you okay. know he dies at the end. <laughs> you know, come on, it's like, come on now. All right, it's like so a good movie though. Right? It's a good movie to talk yeah. about. Yeah. All right, so Mike, tell us what you think about uh, Snowden. Well, first I'll give a little disclaimer that little. Uh, snippet that I put on Facebook, I actually took from another uh, um, um, review, mm-hmm. and I didn't word it correctly, and I also didn't cite it. I just put it in quotation marks and forgot to put who, uh, where I copied it from. I, I did respond to somebody who, uh, who did uh, respond to that post. But anyways, as far as my review of the film, um, I liked it. I liked it. I thought it, you know... I think I have a little bit of a biased opinion on it just because I am so uh, 
you know, end of conspiracies. And, and, and I, you know, really do believe that our government is doing things that if we all knew they were doing, we wouldn't be uh, very happy that they are doing it. And for the reasons that they're doing it uh, for, um, I don't think we would uh, really agree um, some of the measures that they're taking to uh, basically keep us safe, as they say. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, the movie itself I thought was really good. I thought the best part of the movie was um, uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt and um, his portrayal of Snowden. Um, I thought uh, they really humanized him and showed uh, you know the, the side of him that you couldn't get from the documentary. I don't know if, if you guys have seen it, but the documentary Citizen Four, which was basically the documentary that was released of him giving that interview um, in the hotel room in uh, Hong Kong, um, and which uh, came out, I guess, a couple years ago. Uh-huh, yeah. Actually, I, I remember going to uh, going to see it. Um, me and Delgado went and saw it. I, I, I think it was me and Delgado went and saw it, and uh, and it was just a fascinating, you know, you know, piece. And that was like right when the whole thing was breaking about Edward Snowden, and and um, most people, you know, thought he was, you know, this, you know, fuck this guy. He's a traitor. You know, he's, you know, putting us in danger. And and what I thought was great about this movie was portraying that this guy didn't want to put, you know, people in danger. You know, he he specifically told them, I do not want you to release information that would put anybody in harm's way. Um, and and for the most part, he didn't. I, You know, the government's going to claim that he, you know, put people in harm's way, but I think they're just pissed because, you know, a guy went and whistleblowed on uh, some of the, you know, nasty shit that they're doing and that they're trying to get away with. And, um so I thought that was probably the, the, my favorite point of the movie was showing his, you know, where he started from, why he was doing what he was doing, um, and basically what was the tipping point that was just like, all right, you know what, you know, fuck this. I need to, I need, you know, I have, I have a responsibility as a human being, as somebody who wants to do the right thing, who always thought he was doing the right thing. Um, I, I believe I, uh, in the beginning of the movie, he was basically doing this, um, all because of nine 11 and which most people, you know, in our generation, um, you know, if, if they joined the military, you know, nine 11 was a big tipping point for them of, of, you know, wanting to do something for their, for their country. And, and Snowden was no different and he wanted to help this country and defend it. And, uh, and he was just a very intelligent guy and, 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 you know, was was doing, um, you know, his part to try and, and, and keep this country safe. And, you know, during the movie, again, again, spoiler alert, I don't, I think most people already know this, um, but, uh, um, you know, he just saw kind of the the, the shady things that, that the government was doing to its own country, not let alone, you know, what it was doing to the rest of the world. So I thought that was my, my you know, my favorite part about the movie itself. And I really think that uh, people who haven't seen the documentary Citizen Four will really enjoy this movie. Yeah. Where people who probably have seen Citizen Four might sit back and say, um, you know what, I saw the documentary. I really, you know, this movie's nothing, nothing special. But I, I, I think everybody should see this movie, um, just because 
they need to know what's going on and also, you know, shed light on this guy who's, you know, right now not allowed back in this country or else he's going to end up in prison. Um, and, and I really do think this guy is, you know, a hero to this country. I think he's a true patriot. Um, and, you know, our government's <clears throat> shedding a, uh, uh, a shitty light on this guy. Um, so, Mike, let me ask uh, you something. Like I said, I, um, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to cut you off. Um, the, the, the question I wanted worry. to ask you was that, because today I was reading some some of the reviews. Now, this movie has received a lot of mixed reviews. Some people really enjoyed it. Other people, however, felt that the film was a little biased um, because, you know, everyone knows Oliver Stone and his style of directing. I mean, this is the same guy who made a film about how great Hugo Chavez was in Venezuela, but look how that turned out. Um, a lot of people say, you know, that that uh, Oliver Stone's style of directing was a little bit biased to show Edward Snowden as this hero. Yet, if you look at the documents that Snowden revealed to the public, a lot of that stuff really did need to be, um, you know, confidential. Like he was not only did he release information about the government watching us, but he did release uh, files of the government that were specifically just about like Iraq and Afghanistan, S- stuff that the public, I don't, I, I think probably didn't have to know but um do you feel like maybe oliver stone was a little bit biased or no or did you feel like he did portray him as fair as possible i would say absolutely you know oliver stone you know portrayed him in a biased manner um however uh his position he had he kind of had it it gets it gets to the point where like you know it's you, you know, you know, kind of just from, I, I didn't have to see this movie to know that Oliver Stone was going to be biased in, in favor of, of Snowden. Um, I, I know for just by Oliver Stone's, you know, political views that he's not going to make this movie and paint uh, Snowden into a, uh, uh, you know, but as a traitor. Know, and, and Mike, I just want to know how, how was he biased in a way? Like, did he just show too much? Because I think the only way that Oliver Stone could have possibly been biased is just that he showed he showed too much, too much human factor in Snowden. That's the only thing. And right. And I mean, there's really nothing well, that he could have do that made him seem like more like like a hero. Other than you see that he just like in the beginning of the movie, as long as it was, he was basically just doing his job, even though his job was basically it was fucking up his health. I mean, he had like what. In the movie, he had like three, two seizures because of uh, all the stress that he was going through with the whole, uh, he saw the whole drone attack. Uh, he, I mean, when he found well, out about the whole thing. I was just going to say, I'm sorry, Pat, what what did you think about the movie? Oh, well. <laughs> if you want to get into it. I mean, it. no, Mike, are you still finished? Are you finished uh, describing what you thought about the movie? Because I, 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 I'm finished and just, and just to answer your quick question yeah, and then you ahead. can go right into your, your, uh, how you felt about it is, mm-hmm. uh, is. I think uh, where where there was a little bit of a bias and where you paint him as the hero, you know, as the hero instead of the traitor is, you know, just the way the way the movie ended, you know, yeah. um, with him kind of walking walking out of uh, uh, of the the tunnel at the at the end, and he's you know he has the smile on his on his face, but you know mm-hmm. you know like in this you know grandiose music is playing, and yeah. and he's like you know like this guy did something good. 
and then the way it ended it with the interview and then of course you know with the footage at the very end where um um you have you know the actual real snowden i thought that was a really cool yeah uh, that was a nice transition uh, addition to the movie yeah yeah that was really cool where it went from you know the movie to the actual real interview mm. um so uh um but yeah you, you know it does it, it it does and 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 i guess it really it's just into the eye of the beholder i mean look um he did he put did he put some, some you know some of our guys at risk yes but it's I, I don't know if it's a necessary evil and and that's the fine you know the, the fine line that you gotta that, that you gotta play on this is you know is our country really you know are we doing stuff to, to really keep us safe or are we just doing stuff to like police the world and and, and, and take control of the economy uh, you know worldwide and and you know and we're policing people and we're we're being the big bullies that we are and and do we really need to be the big bullies and do we and and do we have to do that to keep us safe and and me personally i i don't think that has to be the case and i think we you know america around the world is getting a shitty name because of the stuff we're doing and i i really don't and and we're doing it all in the name of terrorism and you know yeah, without getting um, really too into in, in the in the movie there was that? this one that yeah in the movie uh, i think when they when he was going hunting with his uh with his uh, professor or whatever. I'm not really sure what that guy was. It was like his former boss. Yeah, his former boss. There was one point where the, the guy says something about, um, he says that uh, ever since the uh, uh, United States started policing the world, there hasn't been a world war. I mean, and he's, he's kind of right about it. Like, ever since the United States has been, uh, like, everywhere. Like, well, what's that saying that uh, you hear every time you see, like, a... Uh, uh, U.S. Air Force commercial says that uh, they have like an 18-hour, uh, what you call it, turnaround service. Like whenever there's a situation, they can be there in, within 18 hours around the world, around the world, like, which is like right. that is baffling. But just to go back to right. what you were saying before about uh, um, the way that they they shot it and the uh, the the music that they're playing when he was walking out of the place, I can see that uh, they painted him like. Me personally, I'm going to let me go into my uh, my feeling of the movie. I thought the movie was a good movie. Uh, me personally, um, I told I told Kevin this. I'm like, I wouldn't watch it again. I wouldn't watch it again unless I'm watching it with somebody who's never watched the movie before. Like if they never watched the go movie watch before, it. I'm like, let's go watch it this weekend, Pat. All right, I guess I'm watching the movie again. <laughs> but <laughs> but I would never watch it again. Yeah. But I, I I would never watch the movie on myself because I just thought that it was it was too long. It, it just seemed like it was too much. I even told Kevin to the point that if it was on like television, and uh, I would just to you know flipping flipping through channels, and I would to like stop on it. If it's not at the second seizure when he's in Hawaii, I'm not watching it. Because if it's before that, I'm like, yo, there's too much too much of this movie to watch. Because um, and right. I understand it now after what you just said about the editing and how they made him seem like a hero. I can see that somebody can edit this movie and make him seem like the villain. Just based off of just editing it really short. Uh, how long was that movie runtime? What was the runtime of that movie? Why, like two hours? I'm sorry to go back. I, I haven't seen the movie. Two, but why two did... hours and like like two hours and a quarter, I think it was. Yeah, you yeah. see? Like, they can edit that movie to an hour and 30 and make him seem like the villain straight up. Why do you say that you would only watch it 
after the second after seizure? the second seizure he has two seizures in the movie yes yeah. well I, you said because three. after the second seizure that's when he uh okay that's uh that's after he he gets he goes back to is like, that like, the, like the like the second seizure is like like in the second half of the movie that's second why half. so is that like the second is half that like the third act like, like what he's gonna yeah that's the third act because yeah. as soon as he has that seizure he goes into uh to the office, he downloads his stuff, and, and then he, he says, goes to Hawaii. Yeah, okay. I mean, there's only like I think I think I think left. Pat used the example as a seizure as like a marker in the as movie. Like, okay. yo, if I put on the movie and he hasn't had that second seizure, there's too much of this movie. It's too much. I can't. It's, it's and too much. this but, is, I mean, we walked out of that theater, and I thought, now this is gonna be like the dumb <laughs> movie person going to see this that doesn't know anything about Edward Snowden, which I. You know, I actually find interesting when we were in line for this movie. There was, Pat, I don't know if you heard, there was a girl behind us talking on the phone, mm-hmm. and she was telling whoever she was talking to, she's like, "Oh, I'm in line to see Snowden," and I guess that person asked her, "What movie is that?" And she's like, "You know, the the whistleblower, the guy that that is in Russia right now." And she's like, "Really? You don't know who that is? Where have you been?" So there is an alarming number of people in the United Whoa. States that still don't know who Edward Snowden is, oh, yeah. which is Dude. really sad. Can and Raph is, uh, <laughs> Raph is making a gesture right now, and I no. think he's one of those people. <laughs> Guys, to be I'm going to be honest. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I heard of that name. Uh-huh. The name I, is known. The name is known. Okay. But I haven't done the research in the background. To like, find out yeah, what he did? That you guys have done. Yo, you know I don't know if I'm the right guest for this topic. No, but you know what? No, no, no. But you know what though? None of us. I don't think. I don't think Pat did. That's what I'm saying. I I don't think you should say what I'm doing is research. No. Most of the stuff that I heard is like is hearsay, and then usually the hearsay that I hear. Exactly. Yeah, the hearsay. Like somebody would like. um, That's uh, where I'm at. Tell me some shit about him, man. I'm like, oh shit, I didn't know that was him. All I know is like, so I take the information that Mike gives me, and then I find out more information from someone else. Then I'm like. Really? He did that too? Yeah. I said, well, because I was just told that he was doing this kind of shit. So, and then this yeah. uh, Citizen Four came out. Then I was like, okay, so this is the legit yeah. shit. Now, yeah, for me, for me, <laughs> so, I all I know about Ed, all I knew about Edward Snowden was that he snitched on the government. Okay, and he got in trouble, went to Russia. Yeah. So mm-hmm. when we went into this movie, that's all I knew about him. I did see the documentary uh, Citizen Four. Um, but man, this movie covers so much yes. specific information, yes. so many long terms that I was just like, uh, yeah. I guess that's bad. Yeah. Uh, okay. And that's how I was when Chris Kennedy gave me a two hour <laughs> spiel about this guy one night that I got in from work. And I just kind of like went along with it. Now, from like a dumb person's perspective, like going into the movie, I probably thought, you know what? I think they could have skimmed off like 30 minutes of this movie and it probably would have been better because it would have gone straight to the point but then i feel like if that would have happened to the edward snowden would have been like no this movie's horrible you guys didn't cover to, any to of the important honest, information oliver stone probably felt obligated like um <laughs> oliver stone probably felt obligated like you know i need to cover all this really important information so okay fine well i'll, I'll give you that like he, he 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 needed to add all that information but when when watching a movie i'm expecting like this big climax and i felt like i didn't get that in this movie um it was like okay he's he has all this information he's getting sick he has to go to the hospital he steals the information now he's in japan and now he's in russia and then the movie ends 
I was just kind of like, think, where's that intense part that I was like, oh shit, oh shit. Do oh, you shit. think he left it because of the name of the of, of nah, the character? What I, what like I, that that scene. I mean, out of I go back. I didn't okay. do my research okay. on this movie. It's okay, movie. man. This is, uh, we, don't, we don't do research. But I man. did know I heard of the situation okay. of the character. Mm. And I also knew that he's not allowed to come back in right. and he's in Russia. Right. So, I, I mean, do you think that Oliver Stone said, fuck, everybody knows that in. I'm not going to go too into it. Yeah, that right. could be it too. You know yeah, what I mean? True. Very it, true. It, it could be. Yeah, but, sense. you know, I just think that. Um, for a movie that was two hours and thirty minutes, this should have been a Netflix special, or really? a, and uh, or a History Channel miniseries. To be honest, because the as informative as it was, dude, this thing could have taken up at least four four weeks. I guarantee one you, month. somebody's doing that right now. Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> as absolutely. we're speaking, definitely I take think, up four I think, weeks. I think, capitalizing I think if that. I'm gonna if I'm gonna sum it up really fast, I liked the documentary Citizen Four better. Because really? I mean it's the documentary. Like yeah. this is the actual information from the actual guy. I think I was more like, oh shit, watching that than this. Now Joseph Gordon Levitt's performance I was that, I that was my next question. I, that, I mean, that, uh, I looked, I looked, I yeah. looked at some Our of the. Our team didn't like his voice yeah. of the selected <laughs> cast. I mean, uh, what did you guys think? No, about? I thought the cast was good. I, I honestly did not have a problem with any performance. Uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, I think he's a great he's actor. Done so much as an actor, he's, right? he's, I mean, he's he did phenomenal. a great job. I believed his role, um, but I think, I don't know. I just kind of left the theater wanting more, but I didn't get it. I think we're not gonna we're, we were never gonna get that, uh, get it because compared like even the uh, the conspiracy theory movies that we're we're gonna discuss well, which one that we believe that are best they always had this one element of like uh, you don't know who's gonna die you don't know like uh, it's like death okay this movie basically put death in the background like there was like millions of people who were dying like people were dying from those drones attack people were dying from all this other stuff and. They put what they put in, in the forefront was this guy's going through this struggle of basically like self. It's like an internal, self, yeah, this internal, internal thing. Struggle, so yeah. we would never comp- like we can't compare this to any other conspiracy theory movie because most of the conspiracy theory movies they're like, oh yeah, somebody who's close to this guy is gonna die. But this never happened in the movie. Did you feel that Oliver Stone kind of wanted to put the audience in his shoes in that sense? Oh yeah, man. Especially in that sense of the, like making him like. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, they wanted the, to put him in the show. Yeah, I think um, he did do that because there were moments in the theater where you can hear people like gasping. Like, yeah. there's a scene in the movie where this guy shows him a, a program, according to the movie, that the government uses. It's like Google, but it's like extreme. Yeah. Like, you type in "attack Bush" and you can actually read emails, private messages that use those words. Attack Bush. And oh then, my God, guys! From everywhere, dude. And then from I can't everywhere, say and, this. and then and then also <laughs> the 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 guy who's doing the search, he starts activating people's cameras from their laptops. At that point, everyone in the theater was That's like, "Fucking creepy!" Oh shit! Like you can hear people gasping, and this was at the same time that Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character is watching it. So yeah, I think everyone felt like yeah. Joseph Gordon-Levitt at that point, like. Oh shit! Yeah, because and the you thing, know. the thing that that scared me the most about this is that the guy who was trying to, sh- who was basically showing him, he w- it was like nonchalant. It was like a day at the office for him because yeah. he was like, he said, yeah, like uh, I think uh, what's the name, uh, Justin Gordon Lovitz. He was gonna walk away. 
he's gonna walk away. He said, "Oh, yeah, you want to just uh, stay here because we do need somebody from the, from uh, what you call it, so you can oversee what I'm doing." He says, "Okay," and then when he went into detail of what he was possible, what he was able to do, he could not understand. He couldn't fathom what he was able to do because he can go into your Facebook Messenger, your private Facebook Messenger, your your, your Instagram, emails. your emails, anything. He can go to any one of those things and see what you're talking about. If you have Bush, if you have a terrorist or anything like that in your message, boom, they can, it'll come up. It'll be pulled up. And there was another point when they were talking about, like, how they're watching everybody. Because it was like, okay, this is the main person that we're focusing in on. Now, this person talks to this guy right here. Says, so we're going we're gonna to focus in on this guy as well. Now this so guy, he everybody has everybody that's related. Yeah, to yeah. everyone so is related. related. So you could have had a conversation with someone who had a conversation with someone who mentioned Bush in a conversation with someone else. Yeah. And now all of a sudden you're connected yeah. to that Dude, that was terrorist only by a week. Wow. Even he though you have week, nothing to do with they're it. They're at six million. By the end of the week, they're already by like six million people who they're watching. Wow. Six million. So I mean, that was like a couple of years ago. Right now, they're watching the whole world, man. They're watching the whole world. They're watching us right now, man. They, like, they're listening to Hello. this conversation. <laughs> right and it's not even posted. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Mike liked it. Mike, Pat liked it. I I, it, I, I think I'm going to give this uh, two spy cams out of four. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. Um, and uh, all right. That's our review for Snowden. Now let's get into it. our top conspiracy theory slash government control uh films um anthony since you've been the most talkative one uh <laughs> so far <laughs> i guess you can go first and then we'll go around the table before we get to me we'll get we'll uh, have mike um share his uh anthony what's your pick i picked uh, an unconventional film that most probably wouldn't think is deals with conspiracy theory but i picked from hell uh 2001 film uh directed by the hughes brothers starring johnny depp heather graham and it's a retelling of the jack the ripper murders and the reason i picked this film is because it talks or uh part of the plot is uh johnny depp's character is somewhat of a psychic de- detective and he's trying to uncover these murders and then finds out that uh it's dealing with the freemasons and how they're trying to clean up uh a problem that they that they find so basically as johnny depp's character is uncovering these murders he finds out who whoever is doing these murders is one in intellectual person because the way the killings are happening are very well done by someone educated in the human anatomy so as he starts uh digging deeper into it he finds out uh one of i don't know if it's a witness or uh, a certain character in the film is uh a Freemason himself and then he finds out he's the one doing the killings and the reason why he's doing the killings is because uh, character the pr- Prince Albert in the film ends up hooking up with a, a prostitute and they end up having a kid so because of this problem uh, they're the Freemasons are trying to wipe out all the what, it, what, what is it at, at a wedding 
the people that witness. That's okay. what it's called. The, okay, the wit the witnesses, <laughs> the witnesses at the at the wedding. They're, they're trying to wipe all of the witnesses, which all were prostitutes. So the reason why all of the murders were prostitutes was because of the the marriage. So. In, in a way, it, it deals with Freemasonry and... So it was like basically these people who were Freemasons um, thought that they had control over the town to purify it. Yeah, I'm using to, air quotes. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's pretty fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and who directed it? The Hughes Brothers. Oh. The Hughes Brothers. These are the same guys uh, yeah. that directed... Uh, what was it? Uh, Menace Society. Menace Society. Uh, Dead, po Dead Presidents. Yeah, yeah and Dead Arthur. Yeah. Not a lot of people talk about that movie, but they did that movie. That too. movie sucks. What? <laughs> crazy. That was a cool All right. Uh, Raph, what's your pick? Mike, are you still there? Did we lose you? Mike. Yeah, I'm still here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Raph, what's your pick? I just want to make pick? sure you're there. Uh, my pick is uh, Law Abiding Citizen. Nice. That's uh, directed by Gary. Uh, what's, what's the name of this kid? The director of uh, Fast and the Furious. The new Fast and the Furious. That Gary Gray. Gary, yeah. Gary, Gary Gray. Gray. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Did you guys know the the best Fast and the Furious no. movies were done by Justin Lin, right? Negative. I just had okay. to throw um, that in. <laughs> first of all, for our because our listeners are probably thinking, what the hell? They just went from that to uh, Fast and Furious. My bad. For those that don't know, uh, me, Pat, Mike, and Raph have a history. Uh, we all went to the same film school. Uh, one of uh, Raph's My favorite uh, filmmakers, I think it's, it, it is his most uh, favorite filmmaker, is a, a man by the name of Justin Lin who directed the majority and the better <laughs> half of the Fast and Furious films. He didn't have time for the last one. But uh, because, uh, because he loves Justin Lin so much, uh, me and Pat made like kind of like an unspoken pact to dump on Justin Lin every time his name He's is a super is talented and, director, and we dump on all the Fast and Furious movies. So um, you I guys just don't understand his connection between uh, uh, bachata. I just don't get it. Yeah. Not bachata, but reggaeton. I just yeah. don't get it. <laughs> I don't get it. But uh, but he's a fan. Just of so it. you guys know, um, there's going to be a lot of Fast and Furious references on this episode, mm. and there's going to be a lot of Fast and Furious and Justin Lin bashing going on this episode. Yeah. I'm sorry, Raph, for cutting you off. <laughs> My boy, Justin. All right, back to the movie. Law Abiding Citizen by uh, Gary Gray, great director. He's doing the new Fast and the Furious in Cuba. Really cool. Uh, Butler's here is a nice movie. Jamie Foxx, Leslie Bitt, and the girl from Suicide Squad. Uh, what's her name? Margot Robbie? No, no, no. Harley uh, Quinn? No, no, no. The 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 boss. Oh, oh talking Danielle, about. I forgot her name. Is talking about the one from that TV show on uh, ABC. Yeah. Viola Davis. Yeah, Viola, Viola Davis. Viola Davis. Viola? She did such a phenomenal job on. She, yeah, yeah no, she was great. She was great. Well, sorry to get off this topic. She was I always in that do. Movie. I totally forgot. Yeah, she's the mayor. She's the mayor. Uh, the whole movie is about this guy that uh, he's trying to fight for justice for this dude that killed his family, and then uh, he takes it up on his himself to go out there and try to do it the honest way. First, taking it to court. It seems like the court lets him free. Then he says, forget this. The law is not doing anything. I'm going to take matters into my own hand. Mm -hmm. So Jamie Foxx, as uh, his attorney, is trying to tell him, relax. Justice is going to be, it's, gonna, it's on your side. We're going to take care of this. And he's like, no, forget this. 
law is not doing anything. I'm going to take it to my own hand. And he kills the guy that killed his own family while he was in prison. He set this whole thing up before he went into prison. So people don't think that he did it. Mm-hmm. So it's a brilliant movie. It's phenomenal. Everybody loves the ending. How he just like his whole jail cell just goes on fire. Yeah. Yeah. He committed suicide, right? That's That no. was the end. No, he didn't commit suicide. Jamie Foxx set him up because that no. bomb was supposed to be somewhere else, right? No. I never he, saw the movie. You never saw the movie? Why are you shaking saying. your head? Yes, man. Yeah, like, yeah. He's over here shaking his head. And I'm like, shaking I, his head. Yes, I'm going to be like, yeah, right? I never saw it. I never saw the movie. It's a, <laughs> it's a great movie. You should check it out. I am. It's a I will. phenomenal I will. movie. I will. No, but he commits suicide at the oh, end. That's what happened? Yeah. Because, it was a cool way of, of going out. But yeah, it, it was. A, to, I have to admit, it was a beautiful cool production value. Great story. It keeps you intrigued through the whole movie. Great talent. So. Now, why why is this film what like you think your top as far as like government and conspiracy theories? Where it goes, it's you it's, think it, because of like him, like the government's not doing its job. It, it, so yeah, in 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 a way, it's just telling everybody it's like it's all the front. You know, it's like it's basically you see it all the all the evidence is there. But the other guy had a, a stronger attorney, more money involved, more things that they could hide under the, the table, more, you know, easier for this guy. Supposedly, this guy got, it was a parole for, for I don't know, like he had probation for a little bit. And that's one of the reasons that he really got pissed. Is like, I'm, actually, I'm actually glad you brought that up because one thing that I forgot to say about the Snowden movie was Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character says something really interesting in the film where he says that the country after 9-11... Their goal was not to keep us safe. Their goal was to have control yeah. throughout the world. That's their version of safe. Uh-huh. It's not about really having our back. Yeah. It's really about having their own back. Um, well, it, it goes it goes back to, I go back, and I shouldn't be saying this because somebody could get in trouble because of this information he gave me. Uh-oh. Well, <laughs> police officers, <it> go, <laughs> police officers, you guys know that they're like, how we think that they're there to protect us, mm-hmm. the public. No, police officer, even in their in, in their contracts in our constitution, they're there to protect private property. So that means higher taxes. Uh, this is where it goes the scenario that goes in the hood. You don't see any police officers like because minorities have the lowest uh, percentage of taxpayers in in our society. And then you see in a rich community twenty thousand cops when there's nothing going on. You know what I mean? But those people pay higher taxes, so they're there to protect private property. Ooh. So, in a that's sense, it's like... Cool. That, well, not cool, but like that's like a good point. Yeah. All right. So, that's my point to think. But it's a great movie overall. I mean, check it out. It's it's one of those movies that you can stay home and watch it with the girly and everybody else. All right. Uh, Pat, what's your pick? I wanted to change my movie because I realized that um, the Manchurian Candidate, the one with uh, Denzel Washington and uh, Meryl Streep, I never watched that whole movie. All the way through. <laughs> never watched that whole movie all the way through. So I was trying to look for a better movie, which I thought of, but I couldn't think of the name. But um, I'm just gonna give. If you, you want to take my my pick, you could take it. No, I'm just gonna give you a synopsis of the movie. Everybody who's out there, just if you know what movie I'm talking about. Just put it in the comments. It's a movie about a guy, right? 
Wait, you do, not, do you really not know the name of the movie? No, I don't know. Okay, let's, let's with, play this game. Let's play this it's game. It's a movie about a guy. He has a family. And what happens is that um, there was a car that blew up somewhere, right? And at the end of the movie, <laughs> I'm going to jump all the way to the end of the movie. Michael Clayton. Was that the movie, dude? Dude, is that it, yo? Wait, with George Clooney? <laughs> yes, so. yes. I, I, because I just saw Sir, that movie a couple days Sir, ago. Sir, Serena, Serena. No. Yeah, Michael Clayton. No, 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 no. It's, it's Michael Clayton with Tilda Swinton. No, no. With Tilda I know Swinton. what you're talking about. At it's, the end of the movie, they all they they blame him, but he's the dead guy. He dies. At the end no, of the movie. it's Arlington Road. No, Arlington Road. I think that's the name of the fucking. George movie. Clooney is the character, right? Okay, he, no, he Arl- Arl- next door Arlington to... Road. He lives next to a terrorist. Yes. Okay. Yes, that's the movie, yo. <laughs> phenomenal. That's the fucking movie. That's the movie, man. I thought you said George Clooney in there. Yes, that movie. Uh, that's my conspiracy theory movie, man. Um, it starts Jeff Bridges. Yes. Um, that's the movie, one. dude. No, no, not Syriana, no. no. Um, Joan Cusack. Joan Cusack. That, that movie uh, is Robbins. one of my favorite movies. Yes, man. That movie is Which fucking... Which one? Okay. Jeff Bridges, All right. uh, so, Tim Robbins. Let me summarize this movie. <laughs> <laughs> but it is a really great pick. All right, so Jeff Bridges, mm-hmm. um, he finds out um, that this his movie, right? next-door neighbor... Is actually a terrorist, an American terrorist who's planning, who's um, like constructing a bomb to blow up in Washington D.C. Yes. Uh, Jeff Bridges used to work for the FBI. Um, he retired. He is trying to tell them, like, look, my next door neighbor is a terrorist, and everyone mm-hmm. is skeptical of him. He becomes friends with him. They have like the barbecues, and and it's like they live like in a Brady Bunch type neighborhood. So it's really yeah, hard man. to believe that his neighbor is a terrorist and he's trying to prove it and he starts doing all this research and the more research hey, i'm sorry go ahead no i was gonna say before you get into this just because I, I love this movie so much and for anybody who has seen it do not spoil the ending oh I mean, okay so yeah fun. i'm not gonna spoil <laughs> the ending pat kind of like threw it out there but, but it's a uh, good yo it's yo, a good it's, it's movie, one yo. of those movies that puts you at the edge of your seat from beginning to end yeah Really good performances all around. And it's a great movie that shows that even in our own backyards, even in, in our safe neighborhoods, dangerous things can happen because we all have different opinions about what we feel about the government, what we feel about this country, what we define as freedom. So that's what this movie basically covers. That And no matter what class you live in, whether you're in the upper class or lower class, you can have your vendetta against the government and that's what basically what this movie is about yeah this so, I that's can't a, that's that this a really good pick got a, it got uh, a lot of mixed reviews yeah i mean it got but 72 percent out of 10 that's, this, just, movie? that's really this movie came out in the 90s 99 um, 99 but i think i think the reason why the movie got so many mixed reviews was because it was like if you were uh liberal you liked it if you were conservative you didn't like it because mm-hmm. it's like people attacking their own country it was really political, That's the right? reviews. Oh, it wasn't like, no, like if you're For looking real? at the movie, whether it is a good film, yeah, it is a good film, period. Um, this right. movie will have... Well, and I remember... Go ahead, go ahead, Mike. Go ahead, say what you're going to say. No, I was going to say, and, and, and if, if I know I was young when I saw this, and I saw it in theaters, and um, it came out, I don't know if it followed the Oklahoma City bombing, but... Yeah, it was after it. it. Def- I remember them having... I remember them having to postpone this movie, like, 
the release date because it was around a bombing, and I don't know if it was Oklahoma City bombing or if it was, you know, it, but I, I just remember that's exactly, uh, you know, as to what Kevin was saying is, is it was very controversial in that um, it, it, it definitely, uh, you know, some people didn't like it because of what was going on. And this was, a, of course, you know, pre, uh, you know, 9-11. Yeah. But, it would, but we, you know, they still had, you know, um, you know, American citizens, you know, you know, committing the Oklahoma City bombing. And I think that's why so many, you know, so many people were kind of didn't particularly care for this movie because it felt so at home and so, I guess, real that that this type of stuff could happen. But man, like, I, I'm glad you brought that movie up. I haven't seen that in such a long time, and it was, and I, it's one of my favorites, and yeah, um, uh, just a really solid. You know, yeah, it's a, good, it's a great movie. Um, if you do plan on watching this movie and you don't want to know any, any more spoilers, do not read the, the read. metric uh, score that's on IMDb because every single one of these things tells you the ending of the movie. Um, <laughs> so do not. I, actually, I think not. going back to what you were saying, Mike, um, it wasn't just pre nine eleven. Um, the catastrophes that this that this movie, I mean, the catastrophes that happened before this movie was released. One was the Oklahoma bombing. The other one, this was after the Olympics. When Remember when the Olympics were here in the United States, mm. the winter one? And right. there was that big explosion with yeah. the garbage right. can. And was this movie that, came that out after that. Too? The school shooting too, right? The Is Columbine? That, Columbine uh, happened in 99 too, right? Yeah. It happened in 99 yeah. as well. And you know yeah, what? So and that's crazy because most, uh, most of our attacks at that time, were it was only domestic. It was like... America bombing America. Exactly. Kind of yeah, exactly. Right. That's what I was America. trying so, to get at. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, so far, a lot of good picks. Uh, Mike, what's your pick for best government control slash conspiracy theory? Um, all right. My pick is Children of Men, uh, which came out in 2006, mm-hmm. um, starring Clive Owen, uh, Julianne Moore, um, mm-hmm. Michael Caine's in it. Um, and the movie is probably one of my favorite movies of all time. It, I, I don't know. I'm pretty sure this put Alfonso Cuaron on the map um, as, as, and basically solidified him as one of the best directors that, uh, of our time. Um, and uh, just a brilliant film. I mean, from, from start to finish, and, and I was fortunate to see it. In, they played it in theaters here uh, a few months ago and got to see it. Um, um, in theaters, which I didn't, I actually saw this movie, uh, on DVD for the first time. Um, uh, so it was nice to see it on the big screen. And, and what just is so great about it is it came out in 2006. Uh-huh. And when I saw it again this year, it's on Netflix. it is so, it's so eerie that it feels like we're heading towards this post-apocalyptic time, which this movie kind of takes place. And basically what it's about is, um, the world has gone, um, is infertile. Uh, they can't make, you know, nobody's had a baby in like, uh, I, I don't know the exact time frame, but, but, but like, nobody's, nobody's like having babies. It was like 18 or 19 years. Cause... You know something? I've seen this movie. Mike, it's a phenomenal movie. Yeah. It was like nobody's had a baby what? in like 18, 19 years because yeah. one of the, the youngest people in the world passes away or some shit. In that movie, right, right. Mm-hmm. So, it, like, yeah, the movie op- the movie opens up. Everybody is mourning over uh, because the youngest person died, and the youngest person was like nineteen years old, mm-hmm. um, like 16, 16 or nineteen, and um, 
And so nobody's having babies. The world is in complete chaos. Um, I think, you know, like there's, there's famine and there's disease everywhere. And, um, the government is just basically trying to keep the world from going amok. And, and you have, you know, poverty just, just going, you know, rampant. And, Mm -hmm. but basically you have, and, and it shows that you have your elites, like in the beginning of the movie, you got, you see, you know, Clive Owen meet this guy who's, you know, basically, uh, an elitist and he's, and he's. Um, and, and surrounded by a bunch of, you know, poverty stricken, um, you know, world that, that basically majority of the people are living in, or at least that's how the movie kind of portrays. Mm -hmm. But basically the movie is, uh, uh, Clive Owen is, uh, I believe a smuggler. Um, and he's, and, and, um, and he is, uh, given a task to, uh, um, basically take this girl, um, to, uh, to, to deliver this girl to somebody. Um, and he then finds out why he's delivering this girl. This girl is pregnant. Mm -hmm. So the whole movie is basically, um, him trying to, uh, get this girl to a, uh, a, I guess, a, a, a faction that is, um, I guess a safe haven for this girl and, and he, you know, they don't want her to get into, you know, uh, the government's hands because God knows what, what they would do with them. But I guess really what I like about this movie is, um, it has one of the, 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 the best, uh, shots, um, you know, one, uh, single shot that I've ever seen. Um, and, uh, it's, it's in the middle of a car chase. Uh, the acting superb, the cinematography is, is just incredible. Um, and the directing is phenomenal, and, and and it's just it's eerie how how I just depicting of of where this world could be in in the not too distant future, and uh, um um, but it's it I I, I don't want to go into the movie anymore. If you haven't seen it, go see it. Um, I think it's probably it's definitely a a, a top one hundred film of all time. Absolutely, um, it is a great movie. Could be even a top. It, it could even be a top fifty movie of all time. Um, and I think it's definitely probably one of the best movies to come out in the last, uh, uh, we'll say 10 years now. It's been 10 years, but yeah. since the 2000s, it's probably one of the best movies. Great performance. I, I, and I'm surprised because it didn't win best picture, right? Yeah, I, I don't no, think it, it won. Nominated. I don't think it won best picture. It was nominated. It was nominated. And, 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 and I, I don't know if it won, but I know it was nominated for best cinematography, which children of men was probably, I think it was, that was the first movie I saw that introduced it didn't introduce it, but it was the, one of the first movies that I saw that had like those extended long shots. Well, it, where, yeah, like, it the, introduced the camera director for me. Yeah it, yeah, it it didn't have those cuts or anything. It was just like, all right, we're just gonna have one camera just go, and it didn't no cut. Cuts, and, yeah, no go. cuts. And I was like, what is this? And right. that led into and, and what movies was, like Gravity what, and things like that. But uh, that was definitely my first experience right. with and what, the long cut. Yeah. And what was great about the one shots is. There's a lot of movies that we've seen where you they're doing a one shot and you almost feel like they're doing a one shot just to do the one shot. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And this movie, they do the one shot, but they it, there's a reason it's done yeah. and it's done so well that you you're almost like, oh shit, I'm watching a one shot before you even like before you even notice. You, you know, it's not they're not trying to like say, hey, here's our one shot. <laughs> um, you're like, holy shit, this whole thing was one single shot. And I think, like you said, there's a couple times in the movie, there's, you know, definitely the, the one in the car scene, the car chase scene. Yeah, was, yeah man, because, I mean, we were, we were taught, like, in school that uh, 
you, you edit a scene just so you could build the drama. No, nah, that's that. Yo, that scene was built. The drama was already in the yeah. scene. Yeah. Forget all that editing stuff. It just oh, yeah. everything just happens. Like there was it, that one scene with the the tank and everything. Oh, yeah, I think he didn't he, have no shoes the... for some reason. I got this this notion that he didn't have any shoes. He or... he twisted his ankle. He mm. was running across yes, with that stuff. Yeah. Um, he fell. He tripped over like a big rock. It was r- very well choreographed. But yeah. like what Mike was saying, all those shots, those technical shots, were used to actually tell the story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so that was uh, it was great because, like what Mike was saying, everything had a purpose. It's good when everything has a purpose. Is this we we a lot right. of people are in your. You're absolutely right about that comment, Mike. Uh, a lot of people are just designing these these long shots just mm-hmm. to say I that did, they did it. it. I'm like technology. Going back, I don't want to get off the topic, but going, with technology out here now, it's like anybody could do a long shot. You know what I mean? It's like now the thing is, do it with a purpose. Yeah. Do it that it's you know, it tells a story or makes right. a story better. It's to to get across whatever you're trying to get across more effectively. So you're absolutely right about that. <clears throat> Anything else, Mike? Yep. Uh, no, I, I, I mean that's pretty much it. Uh, if you haven't seen it, um, let that be the first movie on your list. The next movie you see uh, to go see, okay. it, especially if you're a film buff. Yeah. All right. Um, my pick um, doesn't necessarily have to do with conspiracy theories. I, I guess maybe a little bit, but it's more about government control. The movie I picked actually came out the same year as Children of Men, but was maybe as popular, um, but wasn't nominated for anything at the Oscars, uh, was V for Vendetta. Uh, This movie was directed by James McTeague, produced by Joel Silver, the Wachowski, same team that brought us the the Matrix film. Um, This is based off of the comic book, the graphic novel, I mean, uh, V for for Vendetta, that was written by David Lloyd and Alan Moore. Uh, Interesting thing, I was just reading right now, that Alan Moore um, did not want to see the movie because of the films From Hell and The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. He did not like how those movies came out to be. So he said that he didn't want to watch the film, still has not seen the film, and was asked not to be credited or be paid any royalties. And I think that was a big mistake on his part because the movie became super successful. Um, Till this day, I still see people wearing V for Vendetta masks whenever they're trying to depict government control or the anonymous people or anything like that. So I think he should have uh, definitely got some credit for that. I got a picture of him in his house just saying to himself, no royalties. What, the fuck am what I an idiot. <laughs> what was I thinking? <laughs> but, um, uh, but basically, to sum it up, the movie is about... The movie takes place in England in the future, um, about around the 2020s. Um, the government has become this fascist uh, police state that has control over every citizen. Um, they watch everyone. They listen to everyone. And everyone has a specific curfew. Everyone has specific rules that they have to abide by. And it's funny because I think about that movie and I think of Snowden. Snowden was a movie that opened up everyone's uh, eyes as to what the government can do. V for Vendetta is a movie about people already accepting um, what the government can do. So they're just kind of going about it day by day. They're okay with it. And, of course, we have our hero, V, um, who was in a, a government experiment. Now he wants to take over and not take over, but he wants to break apart the government and show the government that the it's the government that should be afraid of its people, not the people afraid of its government. 
And um, it's a great uh, comic book movie for those who haven't seen it. Watch it. It's a fun action film. A lot Natalie of great. Natalie Portman is there. Natalie yes. Portman she's is so in hot it. when she's bald. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, v has. Uh, <laughs> there's a lot of great quotes in the movie. I think my favorite quote of the film is that uh, uh, V is about to die. Spoiler alert! And he, you know, he's he's he was shot a bunch of times, but before he dies, he tells the man that shot him that he really can't die because behind the mask is an idea, and ideas cannot die. So you can kill the man, but you can't kill the idea, which I think was like the strongest point of the entire film. And he ends up winning. The right. the people revolt. Um, you know, they they take back their country from the evil government. And I'm not sure what happens after that, but I think we like to assume that, you know, they they went back to their democracy. I love how he uh, grabbed Natalie Portman and made it like the legacy, like One because he, yeah, yeah, yeah. he kind of like introduced like guided us all the way through his his ways or or his theories by by using her like teaching her, her his teachings his knowledge and i thought that was pretty creative like we became natalie portman you know with and she was just like a normal girl exactly in the beginning yeah of the movie she had no care about the she was like the sheep she was part exactly, of the sheep. exactly exactly she went i felt for a second and throughout the movie like when you watch it you become the sheep just like her you know you're like oh man wow yeah it's a pretty and, um, pretty cool film any uh, any last thoughts? Any suggestions, comments? You know what the ending clip of this should be? Mm. What is that guy from the news? The Ooh. the clip from the news that everybody used that oh. America is not <laughs> the perfect country anymore, but it used to be. What's, that was so cool. What's the name of the show? The oh, news. The new, newsroom. 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 Yeah. yeah. Have you With seen that, that, Jeff Daniels? Mike. Have you seen Dude, that, that? I've never seen an episode of that show. Oh my god! I've only seen clips on. I, uh, I haven't. On, on I haven't seen an episode of Newsroom, but I've I've seen that clip. That clip's phenomenal. It's phenomenal, uh, isn't it? I, I know that's how the show opened up. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was edited a little bit because I saw the original episode, but it was phenomenal. It's a phenomenal. Every time I see it through Facebook, I'm like, man, I gotta watch it again. So I guess, uh, and I, I agree with him one hundred percent. Definitely. I guess uh, we can end this podcast episode by letting our viewers know, guys. You know, it's okay to have. It's okay to think what you're thinking. All right. <laughs> don't don't let people persuade you to think differently. Um, you know, be strong with your thoughts. If you believe in something, believe in it. You know, um, share it with the world. The the, the most beautiful thing about you know us being here in the United States. I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm turning this into like a political Go ahead. Maybe I should podcast. Have some American music. <laughs> it has like the Star Spangled Banner playing in the background. But what, I think what I'm trying to say is, you know, don't be the sheep. You know, have your own thoughts. Be strong with it. Share them, and don't let people bring you down, and don't let people try to control your ideas. I have no idea what I just said. <laughs> I mean, yeah, man. <laughs> I, I think I was trying to go one direction, and it just went a completely different direction. No, but we got what you're saying, man. We got, we got it. Um, Everybody should just say their their own, like, one-liners. No, well, I mean, <laughs> well, I'm going to go off of what you're saying, and I'm just going to say what you call it. I mean, if your thoughts are extreme, that you, you feel like causing bodily harm upon one person or a group of people, then you need help. Seriously. <laughs> that is that is Yeah, serious. give us a call before you do anything. Yeah, yeah. Let if, us know what it is and then we'll give you some advice. If <laughs> if what you want to convey cannot be said in words, 
you need to do a physical act upon somebody's body, you need Jesus. help. You need Jesus. You need help. I, like I'm never like uh, I know I know I have this this thing that people just think that oh I'm anti-religion. Nah, for personally, I think that religion for some people, maybe for most, if it helps you, if if it helps you find your calm, by all means, Amen if it helps you. If it helps you not uh, hurt somebody or say some foul stuff to somebody that might cause them to hurt you, by all means. But uh, for the for the but if you're hurting somebody for religion, yeah, that's uh, messed that's, up. That's where you're messing up because you. Yeah. I mean, you're you're too you're too invested into it. You too much investment into anything is bad. Just for ask you. yourself, what would Jesus do? Yeah, <laughs> just ask him. What, yeah, I mean, we don't know what he'll if. I mean, in the age, but what from eighteen to. To 33, we don't know what Jesus was doing, but I mean, he was. What would up. Patrick do? Just think about that. <laughs> what would Pat do? Oh, I mean, WWPD. I'll probably laugh it off. What would Pat do? I'll probably laugh it off. I'm not really sure, but I, I I do have a tendency of getting violent, but I haven't I haven't gotten violent in a long time. <laughs> All right, any last comments, Raph? <laughs> it takes me back to Justin Bieber. Oh my God, dude! Sorry. <laughs> this is something we talk out off air. Justin but, Bieber. Uh, you were there, man. Oh, my uh, God. America's Backyard. Oh, shit. For those who don't know, we were at a nightclub one time, and there was this obnoxious little kid. Yeah. I don't know how he snuck into the nightclub, but he did. He had his shirt off, and he was trying to, like, flirt with the girls that were with us. We told him, man, like, get away from us. And then he ended up getting, like, beat up. Yeah. And then we left that nightclub nah, and went to another nightclub. Nah, and then he was there, too, getting beat he up He tried again. to fight Raph because <laughs> Raph called him Justin Bieber to his face, oh, thinking that right. that was going to be a cool thing to call somebody. He said, you know what he looked like? You look like Justin Bieber. That's what he said to him. And I had to talk to the guy down. Like, hey, come on, man. We're just having a good time, man. It's, it was a dollar drink Thursday. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody was drunk. <laughs> One of our... Many oh, yeah. stories. And then we saw that dude at another uh, nightclub, nightclub, and he was getting like arrested. <laughs> yes, no, no, he was getting he his ass kicked. Yeah, <laughs> he was getting his ass whooped like by yo. It was like a group, a horde of people. Think of Walking it's Justin Dead. Bieber looking dude. Just got yeah, just think of the Walking Dead, and then just think of like fifteen people just just going on at this carcass. They were just going at it, and then he gets arrested. Nobody else out of the 15, nobody, none of the 15 people got arrested. Just him. <laughs> just him. It was like, Jesus Christ, man. It was oh, a bad man. day for him. <laughs> well, my last note is <laughs> this. Don't ever be like that kid. Don't, don't be, be a Justin Bieber, Don't man. be a Justin don't Bieber. Don't be a Justin Bieber. Ask That's yourself, what would Pat do? Just don't be a Justin Bieber. Don't be a Justin Bieber. <laughs> All right, Anthony, any last thoughts? Uh, speaking of standing up for what you think is right, I know this is not a movie related, but what are your thoughts on the football player? Oh, oh Colin. Oh. Colin Cat. <sighs> I, I personally Mike, do not want to get into that. that. I, I do not want to get into that, actually. I get into it. You're, I get into it, man. Well, I get into it. Well, Mike, before, I know you got something to say because you're in the sports and you're about liberty. So go ahead, man. Say your piece first. Go ahead, say no, yours. That, that's so funny. I was wait. I was. I was waiting for to 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 get my last comment. I was going to ask uh, <laughs> what you guys thought of that, just because you guys were bringing it up. You know, if you want to, you know, be yourself and and stand up for yourself. I, I to make this really quick. Uh-huh. I if you don't want to stand, the country that we live in, what makes it so great is. And I was watching a documentary on Saudi Arabia, and uh, what makes our country so great is if you don't want to stand up for the anthem and you want to protest you want to do something then by all means you have that freedom to do it 
what what just gets me so bent out of shape on this issue is is why are people so angry at somebody else for not standing up yeah. during the national anthem? Be yourself. If you you know, I I, I personally say I'm going to stand up when I when the national anthem's played. And but if you don't want to stand up and you you know have your reasons for not standing up, then don't stand up. Mike, and the this funny thing is that, that a lot of people that are complaining are these people that are promoting be yourself, you know, be unique, you know. I'm like you're right. a hypocrite. Stop right. being a hypocrite. Right. You know, let the man and, be. Oh, no, no. What what, you know, what what makes them hypocrites is is you know be American, stand up. Yeah. Well, yeah, you, you know what? If you want to be American, it gives you the right to sit your ass down if you want to sit during the national anthem. Look. Yes, I do find it. I, I I I don't agree with what they're doing, but what I do agree with is they have the right to do exactly, it. Uh, exactly. I go back to that. For me, as a personal individual, I have a lot of respect for this nation, and I will get up. You know, even if I have my own my own ways, but I will show that respect. But he has the freedom to do that. So what, who are we to judge him? I think I think you know what's funny is okay. I've been to so many sports games where I've seen people not stand up during the national anthem because they're just lazy and don't <laughs> want to stand up. They should go to prison for just being lazy dude, asses. They should go to prison for already being fucking drunk before the game even <laughs> starts, dude. There's a lot of drunk people who are just not right. standing up, just fucking. And they just don't want to stand up because it's hot because it's South Florida. Fucking throw that, throw their asses in the spotlight on CNN. All right. Oh my god! Well, so yeah, did you guys see, have you guys seen the? The, the meme floating around Facebook right now of, uh, of like, I don't know, it's some, like, government, Congress, you know, thing where, oh, yeah. uh, you know, like, half of them are standing up and, and holding, you know, putting their hands on their heart, and, and the other are just, like, not even fucking paying attention, lousily just sitting there. It, it's just, you know, why aren't we getting mad at those people? It's just, it's, I, I understand the context of what where Colin Kaepernick's doing this, but people are just getting so butthurt over something stupid. Let the guy do what he wants to do. If it really hurts you that he's not standing up for the national anthem, I think there's something, there's some insecurity issues going on. I seriously believe that it's, I don't think it's a lot of people who are, who really care about like that he's uh, standing up. I think there's a lot of people who are like, all right, yeah, I see what he's doing. I'm not going to voice my opinion on it. I'm not going to say anything on Facebook or social media or anything. But the thing about people who are who are like that, who are just like, I see what he's doing. Uh, I don't care for it. I mean, I wouldn't do it, but I, I see that you know he he is American citizen. That's right. We can do that in the country. But there's those there's these people who are just like so like, oh, I'm gonna say something just because I can say something, even though it's it's like yo, it's, now is not the time. And even though they don't have no backing or no facts or anything to go with what they're saying, they're just gonna automatically say it. And people are just gonna go for it. They're just called stupid people. There yeah. are a lot of them in like, this it's, world. It's, it's, a lot it's the stupid, of stupid people, just like the ones who buy his jersey just so they could burn it. You're buying something that's worth a fucking. <laughs> He's $100, making dude. money, guys. <laughs> dude, you, it's a hundred dollars. That's a hundred making profit down the drain, dude. It's a hundred dollars down the drain. Where's that money? You know, he's saying in the locker room. He's like, "Go buy another one and burn it." Yo, he has the number one jersey. <laughs> he has the number one jer- selling jersey in NFL right now. It's ridiculous. People don't. Yeah, uh, and he's and he's and he's a backup. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he is. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, he's not, he doesn't start anymore. <laughs> he doesn't start. Wait, wait. Does he not start because of this whole thing or this whole shenanigans or? No, what? no. He's just not that good. No, I think not I, I, I'm pretty anymore. sure he would. I guarantee you, he's going to be yeah, running a sure franchise was, soon. Uh... <laughs> I mean, yo. To be honest, if, the, uh, look, if San Francisco drops him, man, I don't think he's going anywhere. I don't think he's going anywhere. Um, 
Well, he did it in the perfect it, it, city. It, it, San Francisco is a very liberal city. <laughs> you know? So. It got a lot of. Um, I, you know, I, I, yeah, I, I think, like, look, if he's good, he'll, he, somebody will pick him up. Now, do I say the baggage that he carries now is going to play into effect? Absolutely. Oh, but yeah, yeah. if the guy can play football, somebody will put, pick him up. Just yeah. let him play. Look, I mean, it's the same thing with, uh, you know, Michael Sam. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a gay player. If he was good. A team would t- take him and, and, and play him, but he's just—he's not at the caliber as all these other players. Look, so he, he does carry baggage, but if that—if he was as good as he is, you know, or that if he was a great player, he'll find a team. It and and, and again, like I—I I think this is just—it's uh, it, blown out. Uh, oh, why are yeah. we getting angry over this? There's so many other fucking things to get nope. angry over. I—I kind of try to constrict on facebook with posting stuff anymore but sometimes i just do go I, ahead I man you might as well it, post but... this shit man i may not read it all but i read it mike but as soon as mike i read them all bro. Says, <laughs> all of them as soon as it says see i'm more, on your shit bro Every, i'm back out <laughs> everything you put up i'm always reading nah, as soon as it says see more i'm out of there dude i'm not gonna read anymore as soon as it's, anything about like i see like two or three paragraphs I'm i like, never dude, post anything on my phone ever i'm reading a novel on my phone i'm not doing that i'm not doing that <laughs> but yo another thing about uh about that is that i really feel that people are getting mad about this because it's like they don't want to get mad about real issues kind of shit you know what i mean it's like they're not they're they're mad at this because this is something uh it's like uh what's that thing that everybody's doing? oh it's about like that teacher with the dress Oh, Have you seen the comments God. on that? There are more comments a about teacher that teacher with a dress. <laughs> Dude, you never seen that dress that the teacher was wearing? No. There's like a lady with like a skin tight oh my God. Uh, dress. She's like Where really was she curvy. When I was in there's like this big debate of whether that's appropriate to wear at an elementary it's school or not. It's appropriate. You know what? <laughs> First of all, I think the people that are commenting the most don't even have kids. They're just looking at the pictures. They're like, damn, she's got curves. They said most of the comments are from women. But, you know, do people take their time to realize I apologize to our listeners that this has become a political podcast. (laughs) Do people actually realize maybe how much... Holy Jesus. That's the dress right there, bro. Raph is now looking at the photo when he stopped talking. (laughs) Guys, this woman probably works out a lot. To have this body, Yo, do people actually? Teaching, uh, you know, uh, do people actually? Graders, you know, you gotta give her props man. for looking this beautiful, flaunted girl. Dude, you can't blame her for looking this good in this dress, bro. Yeah, <laughs> you can't. I mean, she bought dude, that dress and that dress with that like, body yeah. and like her dedication that she puts to take care of that body. Mm-hmm. She could put anything on and Hell she'll yeah. look that hot. Then what? You're gonna tell me you're not gonna let her teach? Come on now. Yeah, she. It, See, what is she like gonna come in with a robe? Mad. Like people are getting mad about this dress right here, right? <laughs> and it's like, why are you getting mad about this dress when we have all these other issues that are at hand? Because this is one of those things that you can get mad, you can get emotional about, and it's not—it's not like it's really hurting anybody, but this one person who the dress is about. Rather than you hurting like a whole race. The question hurting, like, is: This is the question is the that. question of the day is: Is she a good teacher? Apparently she is. I mean, she got a flat a flat screen TV in a goddamn room. That's the only thing I was mad about. I swear to God, that's what I was mad because about. Because if the she's most. not a good teacher, then I go in and was like, "All right, you look beautiful." Then you know something, you're probably a dancer. <laughs> you're probably a dancer. Man, we all know if Raph was in there, he'd be the worst student because he'd be so distracted by that teacher's body. Mm-hmm. She's probably a dancer. They're not paying her enough to be a teacher, so she has to go out there. So this means that we need to get a little more money for her student education for her kids. You don't know if she's a dancer. Now you're just making accusations. I'm just saying. You don't even know. 
All right. That body. <laughs> well, that body is thank you to our listeners wrecked. for this movie podcast that has turned into a Facebook Colin football NFL <laughs> political rant. Well, you know that was going to happen when we, when we brought <laughs> yeah. up conspiracies. Yeah, this was definitely our most... Uh, <laughs> You know, I kind of miss Chris Kennedy on this. Oh shit! I know Chris Kennedy probably has listened is listening to this and is I, and he's probably jotting ideas down. He probably took up an entire notebook of notes. <laughs> but he's going to be here for the 007 episode. We're going to do a 007 episode. No, I thought, and for, sure, I thought for sure that uh, Chris. I, right. I thought for sure Chris was going to be on. Podcast. When Kevin sent me well, this I mean, text, I'm like, talking. let me see if I can <laughs> oh, let me see if I can make something happen. Well, no, I know I know Mike is a little bit short on time, so and. Oh. We've just hit like the hour mark, I think. Um, Mike. So, Mike, thank you so much for calling in, man. Uh, we hope everything Absolutely, is. Absolutely, uh, We hope you know you're doing well in California. Wish you a lot of success. Mike, and... I might be over there in November, so I'm gonna be calling you up, get a beer, so. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, if any of you guys head over to the West Coast, let me know. I should be. Uh... I should be in town for uh, you know Christmas that that whole week. Oh, Christmas, perfect, man! Uh, We're gonna do a Christmas year. episode. We're gonna talk about Christmas movies. We should talk about holiday movies because I just saw a movie for a poster that's called Mother's Day. I really want to do one. Which what for is Mother's the better? Day. What is the better holiday movie? Okay. We're gonna for do what that. holiday day? All holiday because apparently it seemed like they got a movie for every holiday. Yeah. What holiday movie is the best one? I know some Have people you guys might say ever Die Hard. Seen... No, hold on. I'm sorry to get to. I know Kevin wants to end <laughs> Mike, but I want Mike's input. Mike, have you ever seen a Hanukkah movie? A Hanukkah movie? Yeah. A Hanukkah movie? There's a, uh, what's that guy's yeah. name? The Adam Sandler one. Adam Sandler. He did a Hanukkah oh, movie. Oh, yeah. The, the 10, yeah. was it? Eight Crazy, Eight Crazy, Eight Crazy Nights. Nights. The animation one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but but okay. it's kind of sad that that's the only one we know. Exactly. Isn't that crazy? No, isn't there like a, the Jew Shaft? Jewish Shaft? Wow. Oh, the Jew Hammer. Jew that's hammer. what it's called. Jew Hammer. The Jew Jewish hammer. hammer. Jewish Hammer. But that's two. Okay. My Jew mm, yeah. That was like a... Nope. I don't even think that was a holiday movie. I think he was just Jewish. I take that back. <laughs> I think he was just Jewish. I take that back. All right. I don't think there is. So any. the point is, there needs to be more uh, Jewish, Jewish films. movies. Yeah. You know what? Out of out of the tip of my head, if you do a Jewish holiday movie, it should be about a Jewish person who has to go through a day on Christmas, and you see him at a Chinese restaurant because apparently Chinese restaurants are the only restaurants that are open on Christmas, and he spends the time with. A, uh, I think witness. maybe we should have a Jewish person on and giving us their perspective of it. He Who's... should hook up with a Jehovah Witness <laughs> <laughs> because they both don't celebrate. Holiday. They both don't celebrate Christmas. I'm just saying, it's just a thought. <laughs> well, hold on. There's that movie that this guy, the guy that did uh, Superbad. Oh, you're talking about that movie that came out last year. Judd Apatow? No, no, no. no. You're talking about Seth. Seth Rogen. Okay. Seth Rogen. The he did movie, that holiday movie. The holiday yeah. movie with with this guy. With, Jess, that, with Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yeah. But that wasn't was, like a Jewish movie. That was well, just like the whole, He's Jewish in the movie, yeah, but the it's whole, a Christmas but the, movie. But the whole thing is they went and celebrated outside for Christmas because they were Jewish and they didn't celebrate. No, Christmas. he was the only Jewish. He was the only Jewish person. Oh no, he was the only Jewish one. Yeah, the yeah. other two guys were, Fuck, were, were Jewish. Or Catholic they were, or, I said they were Jewish. No, they were Catholic and Christmas. Christmas. Oh, they did it for him. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Got it. No, they did it for him. They they started that tradition because one of their families died. Like one of their fathers died. Joseph Gordon Levitt. Yeah. So they started like hanging out around Christmas yeah, time. Yeah. 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 Who wrote that movie? 
It's probably did he did? one of him. Nah, it was somebody totally different. I don't think it was. Different. It, was it wasn't any one of them that wrote it. I don't know. It was in any we'll, we'll get into like that, that in December. We'll, we're gonna get into that in December when you're in yeah. town, Mike. Uh, but thanks for calling right, in, man. Good. We love you, brother. And uh, all right, all right, man. Bye. All right. Take it easy, Mike. All right, and that's been today's episode. I hope everybody had a good time. Did everybody have a good time? I had a blast, guys. Yeah, Thank you fun. for the invite, man. It I was hope fun. this is there not was... the last time. Nah, you guys man, it wasn't the last man. time. There was a lot of information covered. We a lot it. of a lot of heart, a lot of passion. Yeah, um, we got a lot of uh, based on like just fast movies, fast movies yeah. <laughs> about cars or something, <laughs> <laughs> or about space, <laughs> or about movie. space now, <laughs> or a movie that we all seen. I was everybody like, knows that um, out of all the car fast movies, okay. the best one is Don't. Drive. What? what? <laughs> yeah, the I, best one is Drive. I everybody haven't seen Drive do eight movies. You can you can watch. Are they gonna do a Drive fan, too? Fantastic! No. I want to say Fantastic Flowers. <laughs> fan, uh, what's the name of that movie? Fast Five. You can do all those fast. I don't know why you movies. guys hate. I'm Fast I'm and Furious so much. You can do a series. You can watch all the fans. All those fast <laughs> movies, right? Uh huh. You can take all day, all 24 hours of the day Listen. to watch that movie, and then. The, on, the only thing I like about Drive. The only thing I like about Drive was the color correction on that movie. You could edit. Then that, the whole movie edit was the whack. whole series of Fantastic Five fast <laughs> Fantas- movies. Fast you Five. Could, you could edit all, all the Fast and the Furious. You could put all those movies together, edit it so it could make one Oscar-nominated <laughs> movie, and it still wouldn't be better than Drive, which was already Oscar-nominated. Boom. <laughs> you should have gotten a song from Drive as the intro for this. Oh, yeah. Well, we, well, we still haven't. Oh, uh, oh, shit. Well, that is a good soundtrack. Yeah. Should we? I don't know. We could do both. We can just stop in the middle. We're of still, we're still recording this. Yeah, we, we haven't even finished it. Yeah, we still have so, uh, <laughs> We're just kind of like talking shit, and the, the <laughs> listeners are probably thinking, like, what the fuck are they talking about? <laughs> so. I haven't seen these guys in a while, so we're yeah. catching up, guys. Think. Um, we're we're gonna lead this into the end slate that you're gonna be hearing um, in in a minute. But uh, before we officially go off, just want to thank Mike, want to thank Raf and hey, Anthony anytime, guys. for coming over. Uh, show, show. You guys are more than welcome to join us on any episode that we do. We always record um, every what Friday? Every Friday, but it's like whenever. <laughs> <laughs> it's like whenever. Like if you if you're in town like on a Monday or something like that, and you let us know, dog. We'll just record it that much. Yeah. <laughs> like whatever. Like we'll really record it whenever. Um, so, Super. yeah. Thank you. Guys, and, we uh, should invite like a bunch of other people. The gang? Oh, yeah, man. We're going to do that. Like, let's look, look. Of, you know, something? Just, a lot of mics. I, I, I just want to <laughs> give out like a little kind of like a little hint. October is going to be lit. Yeah. Because we're going to do nothing but horror movies. Yeah. All month long. It's going to be straight up Halloween. Do you guys you know who we should days. bring? Mm. Joe is going to be in town. Where? Joe's going to be on the podcast. That's going to be really Yo. informative. Joe, gonna, that shit's going to be scary, man. That shit's going to be scary. He's going to be peaking because <laughs> of his voice and how loud he gets. He's probably going to scream at us. Oh Just God. so you guys know, Joe is one of our old professors that he was one of the best professors we, we ever had. Joe. One of the most knowledgeable men uh, about the on the film industry and one of the most terrifying professors <laughs> You can have because this guy would curse I think at you. We learned he would scream at you. Everything we know, with um, Joe. we learned everything through fear, <laughs> and because <laughs> <Not messing> up. <laughs> and because of that fear, it will live with us forever. Yeah. But uh, yeah, he was honestly one of the best. 
best instructors we ever had. That's total sweetheart. Um, <laughs> Under all the f bombs. So, <laughs> total sweetheart. On that note, fuck you all. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember the the biggest best quote from Joe Del Sordo was, "What the fuck oh. are you doing?" <laughs> He's a fucking retard. <laughs> yeah, that was our professor. Do you want me to go out there and do it myself? Do you want me to? <laughs> I love you, Joe. That was our professor. So on that note, have a good one. Peace. Now, doesn't that sound nice? Sounds better than the intro. This sounds better than the intro. Yeah. <laughs> the song that you're listening to right now is called Night Call from Kavinsky. This song was featured off of the better film Drive that yes. was better than the Fast and Furious. Better than any Fast and the Furious movie here in the past and in the future. Even Fast and the Furious 27 would not be better than Drive 1. Uh, Raph couldn't be with us. He had to leave. Which is uh, giving us the perfect excuse to bash yeah. the hell out of the, the Fast and Furious and mm-hmm. Justin Lin films. <laughs> how many how many uh, car movies are are out there that have that are at the same caliber as Fast and Furious? Um, oh, at the same caliber? None, because all <laughs> no, movies, not, all, fast, <laughs> all movies about cars are way better than that. What's that movie that you guys were watching last week? Uh, a car about a girl that had a Steve oh, Christine. Christine. That's a lot better. <laughs> that's a lot better movie. Uh, that's about cars. Death uh, Proof. Death Proof what's is a the, way better what's, movie. What's that movie? Of Even Ben Hur, which is <laughs> about a chariot. What, what's, what's that? What's that car movie uh, about the, the cars wagon? Oh, the Love Bug. <laughs> Uh, Herbie, Herbie. Oh wait, yeah. Uh, Herbie, fully loaded. I think the one that had uh, Lindsay Lohan. Lindsay Lohan in it was way better than any what you call it, any Fast and the Furious movie. Just because, you know what? You know what's wrong with Fast and the Furious movie? They try to sell you on this whole thing about Vin Diesel being like, I guess he's basically like a god in this movie. He can uh, he can kick ass. He can drive fast. And apparently he's a schema, so he could do all his other stuff. He can he can jump off of a car going at full speed, yeah. catch someone in mid air mm. at that speed, and land without a scratch. Not a scratch, not a scratch on him. I want to know what's his morning routine. How many stretches does he do in the morning time? Because <laughs> I guarantee it, he's not being able to do that kind of stuff. I, I just don't understand how people just they think that this movie is like God gift to movies, like yeah. And this, you, you know, just being go, going to high school with, with people like this, working with people, you know, you know the the you've worked and been around people oh yeah. who are like, yo, tomorrow the new Fast and Furious <laughs> movie comes out, <laughs> and they're super excited about it, and you're like, why are you so why, why are you so excited about this trash? Movie? And you know, you know the, those, those you know those guys. Oh my god, the dialogue is so cheesy. You, you ever seen like something that's so? It's like. It's like you have a friend who's about to hit on a girl, and it's like, oh no. And you hear the lines that he said, and you can do nothing but just be like, oh my god. That's, that movie is full of those shits. It's just full of these, we're family. Because we're family. This, this Ohana means family. Even though that's Lilo and Stitch. But I could see Vin Diesel saying that shit, though. I could definitely see uh, Vin Diesel saying, Ohana means family. 
and that's what we are. What does he say in the movie? He said, I think he says it in Spanish. He's like familia. Yeah, Ohana. something. Ohana, so, aloha or so shall I. That's what he's saying, man. And it's like, oh my gosh, let's hold, let's hold hands and bow our heads before we before we eat this food. Even though and then we gotta rob a bank and yeah, then go to Brazil bank. and then and jump the off rock. of a missing a missile tank. And the rock is right across the table. And we're me. gonna we're gonna share a homoerotic scene with us oily with our shirts <laughs> off wrestling with each other. It's like, oh my gosh, so, yo, you guys just went through a car chase. He he got the money. I've seen part seven. I've seen seven. So I know that they got the money, whatever. And uh, they don't know how. The Rock doesn't know how he ends up getting away or some bullshit like that. And they're sitting across the way from the table. You would think that he'll be like, yo, you're under arrest. I'm, I'm going to sit down here. I'm going to have some mashed potatoes with some of these ribs. And then I'm going to arrest you right afterwards. But we got to hold hands. <laughs> bow our heads. And let's give thanks. And then, oh, you know what I hate the most about that movie? It's that that song that uh, that has Wiz Khalifa in it. Wiz Khalifa is awesome. Sam Smith is awesome. But I fucking hate that. It's a long... It's been a long time. I fucking hate that song. Man. You know that song? Yeah. They, I mean, but I think... Mark Wahlberg died? No, Mark Paul Walker. Paul Walker. <laughs> Same person. They, they made I'm the song, they made the song specifically for that. Never make, <laughs> Oh, the dead. But you know, which oh, uh, the, uh, information about that song. Um, that actual song was made for Eminem, and he turned it down. Really? Yeah. That song was made for Eminem, and he. Tur- it doesn't sound like Eminem song. I found this out yesterday. Oh. Come on now. It doesn't sound like. It's just the singing, just the singing part. And but if you, Eminem. I mean, if you listen to Wiz Khalifa's lyrics, it's like more like sentimental. Yeah, Eminem no. is not that sentimental. No, but, sentimental. You know, Eminem was gonna put his lyrics in. It was gonna be just like that. What's that one song that Eminem had that came out? Uh, oh man, I forgot the name of the Legacy. There's a song that Eminem got, that he uh, came out with on one of his albums. It's called Legacy. That he always does these like I'm gonna get somebody who's totally opposite from me, somebody who sings, and then I'm just gonna rap. And my rap is just gonna go with the beat kind of thing, but it's gonna go totally op- parallel to the way they're singing on the beat. I'm gonna say more words, but it's gonna flow kind of yeah. thing. And I can see that. I have a question for Justin Lin. Mm. <laughs> why, um, why all these movies so uh, out of out of uh, out of the timeline, like so out of sync? Like you watch part, you watch Tokyo Drift, and then you watch the next one. You're like, oh, that one went before Tokyo Drift. And then you watch the next one after that. Oh, that one before. Like every movie is a pre a prequel of the next one. It's. I think what happened is that it was a mistake. I think it was a mistake. He ended up liking that Asian guy who was in Tokyo Drift. <laughs> I that yes, that guy fucked up the whole series. I think. I think the fact that he ended up liking that guy and the way that he acted, and just like he just clicked on set. And then he was like, man, I want to put you in more movies. Well, they want me to on the next uh, Fast and the Furious. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to do a prequel of this one. So this one's going to be, uh, you're still going to be alive in this one. Because apparently whatever took place in part two in Tokyo Drift didn't really happen. And that's what happened. It just, it's a weird way. But you know what? I mean, it was, it was inventive. That got me into the movie. Like, that got me into the series. I'm like, oh, so everything is like shot out of sequence and they said that was the first movie that has ever done that before I mean, he, he got that Justin Lin got that that's all I got to say about uh, <laughs> I have trashy else. movies but we could talk about this movie that uh, the ski hearing the soundtrack about right here which is fucking awesome this is the cool part right here listen, listen to it 
Here's the thing about the, the soundtrack to Drive compared to the soundtrack of uh, Fast and the Furious. It's inspirational. And it, it tells a story. Yeah. There's something inside you. It's hard to explain. They're talking about you. And that's really the, the, the definition of the character from yeah. Drive. Other than you have, uh, what you call it? <laughs> I don't know. I think I'm singing the wrong one. <laughs> I'm singing the wrong reggaeton song. But, but you know why Drive was so much better? They did a every frame a painting episode on it. Ooh. That's how good it was. Ooh. That they did a whole episode on the 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 amazing cinematography of that film. Boom! They did one. Just every on shot that. in that movie is telling its own story. There's this cool there's this cool shot in the movie where three characters are talking to each other. The person who made that uh, that every frame of painting episode was saying, if you look at their heads and you look at their hands, it's like two separate stories. Oh, like yeah. their hands are telling a story and their heads are telling a story. That's deep. I think I, think I just found my uh, my new Halloween costume. The, the, the part, the the scene where he's in front of the pizzeria with the with the hat with the, with the, the mask, with the mask on, on and the jacket on. <laughs> that's that's a that's a pretty good costume. I thought you were gonna go as the with the scorpion uh, jacket. Which, Jacket Doesn't he wear that in that scene? No, no, he doesn't wear that. He he's, nah, he was wearing like dark colors in that movie in that scene right there, wasn't he? I think he was wearing the jacket. He was wearing a scorpion jacket. I think so. The what is it, the shiny yeah. scorpion jacket? That's a dope ass scene. That's a dope ass outfit. Yeah. <laughs> Can I be the guy that's like in the elevator with his head smashed in? Put oh. a whole bunch of blood on my face. That's dope. Oh my gosh, man. It's a cool ass movie. You see, got nothing but good things to say about this movie, and there's only one movie. <laughs> the negative space alone in that movie you, you captivated. Ever, me. You ever realize that the first Fast and Furious is basically like Point Break, just with cars? It's yeah. Paul Walker as an undercover cop trying to infiltrate a, like this gang, yeah, and trying to be thing, one of them. Same thing with Keanu Reeves. He's a cop, but he's trying to act like a surfer. Damn. And then he lets him get away. Wow. That's not really the original. It's just that uh, what's the name? Vin Diesel didn't die because they wanted they wanted to make another movie, another eight movies. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! So you guys do not understand what's happening. There are eight movies in this series. That means that Fast and the Furious is up there with Star Wars. It's up there with Star Trek. It's up there with. The roots on tape. <laughs> it's up there with good movies, good uh, television dramas, and now you got Fast and the Furious. Hell, it's up there with the special edition of Lord of the Rings, the original three. <laughs> it's up there with 007. Oh, it's up there with 007. Now people are gonna be like, yeah, this Fast and the Furious. And then, you know what? And there's gonna be somebody out there who's gonna have these movies in their fucking uh, DVD or Blu-ray set and just gonna put it at the top of the shelf like yeah I and got that box and that, set and that person is Rafael Gutierrez yeah. I got that box set I got the director's commentary I got the cast commentary on it and I found out that Jason Statham is gonna be in a new movie and how he died he didn't die he didn't die no they, they, they arrest him in the last one nobody dies in Fast and Furious at least that's good apparently like if I, if I had to be in a uh, a in a movie that has something to do with driving, 
I will be in a Fast and Furious movie. Knowing you're never going to die. I'm never going to die. I'm going to be able to jump off a cliff with the car. <laughs> I'm going to be able to hold on Unless the you're the Asian, because the Asian guy died in Asian. Tokyo. Trip. If you're Asian, you're going to die. Or <laughs> if you're uh, Malcolm in the Middle, you're going you're gonna to get shot by a drive-by. He died in the first one, remember? Malcolm in the Middle? He wasn't in the movie. My bad. That was his car. They used his car <laughs> oh, yeah, in the first yeah, one. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, what the fuck am I thinking Malcolm in the Middle? Who died in the first movie? By a drive-by, the, the skinny guy. The one, was the, he was like the nerdy. But that wasn't, that wasn't, wasn't him, though. It, it wasn't the actor. No. Dude, they don't even re- they don't even reference that guy. <laughs> they don't even reference him. Like he never existed. They pray for everybody else, but they don't pray for him, huh? <laughs> the table's getting smaller and smaller as the se- as a, the series continues. <laughs> All right, we've gone through this song three times. Yeah. So I mean, we can we can close out now. But uh, everybody, enjoy yourself. Enjoy the remaining song. Peace.